Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with Manitoba Egg Day's General Manager, Kristen Phillips. Also, we'll have details on the latest Protein Industries Canada announcement. And up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by NFU Manitoba member Dean Harder. We'll talk about the increase in fertilizer prices. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The president of the National Farmers Union has written a letter to the chair of the House of Commons Agriculture Committee asking for an investigation into rising fertilizer prices. Dean Harder is an NFU member from Manitoba. Farmers have seen a major increase in fertilizer prices over the past two years, and specifically the last year was was the hardest and the craziest. Um, No one thought it would get to where it did get. Um, so yeah, I've heard talk of, you know, close to $2,000 per metric ton. So that's like, you know, crazy. And maybe many, many farmers were able to avoid that, that highest price, but you know, it's, uh, still like way over double what they were playing, paying the year before. Um, uh, so yeah, it was quite a, quite a hike and, uh, quite a difference in prices and, uh, you know, the national farmers union has been looking at that and, Seeing that and saying, well, you know, what can be done and what should be looked at? I mean, can we just take that as face value that it's just a supply and demand thing? Um, I don't think I don't think that's uh, practical. I think you know we we need our governments and our our government bodies to look at this. What are some of the reasons that you've been hearing? You know, why are these prices going up? Well, I mean, I can hear I can hear different things, but we really need is for uh, policymakers and those with the authority to actually explore the situation to look at it. Um, there's, you know, clearly several things that are obvious in terms of, you know, uh, challenges with, with COVID and, uh, employees and stuff like that. But, and that's, that sure, there's going to be some of that. Um, but you know, there's also the ability of, uh, of large conglomerates, uh, which there's only really a few of them to take advantage of these times and to hike prices to the, what's what they can. With the increase, um, I guess just talk about the impact that has on, on your operation. Obviously, um, not not good. Well, you know, our operation, you know, we tried locking in prices earlier than we could. Even then, it was like probably, you know, about $1,200 per metric ton. Um, and, you know, we do anhydrous. Some people just do granular, and there's also liquid, but they all, they've all gone up uh, substantially. Um, you know, we do... You know, we have heard rumors that there are some players, uh, like even Coke as an example, that have uh, tried playing a game, it seems like, with, uh, with them, you know, not starting up their anhydrous and processing as early as they should have. Um, and then that helps uh, to, you know, create more demand than there should have been. You know, uh, all the guys were going to Manitoba, were going to the Bloom Station all at once, and uh, that's Nutrien, and, uh, and they were all going there. And, of course, then, you know, when we were doing anhydrous this year, all farmers were, were looking at, um, you know, maybe getting in two to three tanks if they had those available in a day. And sometimes all of a sudden the next day you wouldn't be able to put anything down, even though it was perfect weather to do so. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation about what, what was happening there. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. And if you wrote a letter to the chair of the um, Agriculture Committee looking for an investigation, um, I guess just talk about what, you know, what you hope comes out of that. Well, we think, you know, this is a perfect example, and those, we know stuff has been happening for years that all of a sudden, you know, okay, the price of grain goes up, it's going to be a good year, and oh yeah, that's why your fertilizer uh, prices should go up. 
not because there's really, you know, uh, a lack of it available. You know, the companies have it, you know, they're mining it, they have it available, it's because they can. And, you know, we think there should be more <laughs> reasons than that. Um, and, and, you know, some would call that just uh, business as usual. But, you know, but if it's just because they've gotten used to it, well, that isn't good enough. So if you have an agriculture committee looking at it specifically and seeing all, being able to see all the variables in place, we hope that that creates, um, you know, some things that can make changes policy-wise in various areas, in, in, including the ability of the Competition Bureau to actually do something about these things. We hope that um, the Agriculture Committee and other farm groups will also participate. And, uh, you know, we think farmers from all sides should be concerned about, are concerned about this. And so, um, you know, to me, this is a new no-brainer that, uh, you know, this is the perfect time for governments to look into these things. And the reason those governments and those ag committees and those regulators are there. This is a perfect example. That was NFU member Dean Harder from Manitoba. The group has written a letter to the chair of the House of Commons Agriculture Committee asking for an investigation into rising fertilizer prices. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Seeds Canada will be hosting a seed summit with three sessions taking place in February. Here's Executive Director Barry Senf. We're involving all of the stakeholders, the full value chain in the discussion of what the future seed development regulation should look like. Look at some of the changes that have happened in the grain industry, whether it's that of uh, seed development, uh, gene editing, for example, coming on, the CRISPR uh, technology coming on, how our farmers are, are planting the different aspects of use for our crops. Sessions will take place February 7th, 14th and 22nd. This week, Protein Industries Canada announced a new project to enhance Canada's plant-based cheese market. Here's CEO Bill Gruel. Lumi Foods, Save On Foods and Wine Crush Technology are combining their experience to bring a new line of plant-based cheeses to grocery stores across Canada. And these just aren't any plant-based cheeses, however. Unlike most, these plant-based cheeses will be made using Canadian crops like oats, pulses and legumes. The use of Canadian ingredients, while still employing sustainable processing methods, helps contribute to our sector's effort to lower Canada's footprint in processing of foods. The project includes developing new products, as well as giving them a more prominent placement in grocery stores across the country. The partners have together invested $5.4 million into the project, with Protein Industries Canada investing an additional $5.4 million. And Manitoba has a new agriculture minister. During a cabinet shuffle announced yesterday, Premier Heather Stephenson revealed that Interlake Gimli MLA Derek Johnson is replacing Lakeside MLA Ralph Eichler. Johnson was previously Minister of Municipal Relations. Eichler took over the role of Minister of Agriculture and Resource Development in July of last year. He also served as Agriculture Minister from 2016 to 2019. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, January 19th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on the latest Protein Industries Canada announcements. This week, Protein Industries Canada announced a new project to enhance Canada's plant-based cheese market. Here's CEO Bill Gruel. Lumi Foods, Save On Foods and Wine Crush Technology are combining their experience to bring a new line of plant-based cheeses to grocery stores across Canada. And these just aren't any plant-based cheeses, however. Unlike most, these plant-based cheeses will be made using Canadian crops like oats, pulses, and legumes. 
The use of Canadian ingredients while still employing sustainable processing methods helps contribute to our sector's effort to lower Canada's footprint uh, in processing of foods, environmental footprint. It means more opportunities for our farmers and a more sustainable plant-based food and ingredient sector as our processors cut down on carbon emissions related to transporting commodities and processing ingredients. Plus, it provides Canadian consumers with a new alternative to traditional plant-based cheese alternatives, one that meets the needs of consumers who have nut allergies or who are looking for products with ingredients produced closer to home. It also gives Lumi Foods, Save On Foods and Wine Crush Technology the opportunity to grow, which will lead to new jobs and new market opportunities across Canada, all while providing consumers with healthy, delicious plant-based cheese alternatives with the functionality and taste of their dairy counterparts. I'm happy to say Lumi Foods' current plant-based cheeses have reached the point of being available on deli shelves across the country, making them a true Canadian success story and these new products will soon join them. It's taken a lot of work to get them to this point, including a lot of research, and there's plenty more to come. As part of this project, the partners will be working with the University of Alberta to identify strains of microbes that can be specialized for plant-based cheese making. This help will also improve the flavor, structure, and aroma of plant-based cheeses, meeting consumer demand for products that are healthy, sustainable, and delicious. That was Protein Industries Canada CEO Bill Gruel. Karen McCarthy is CEO and co-founder of Lumi Foods. I am excited today as the CEO and one of the co-founders of Lumi Foods um, to be part of this announcement regarding this project. Uh, we've been very, very fortunate to participate in this process with Protein Industries Canada. And we're excited to be working with Save On Foods and Wine Crush Technology in, in the work that we're undertaking. In particular for Lumi Foods, uh, we're, we're in a process of redefining who we are with respect to reimagining the plant-based dairy sector. And for us, the focus on making cultured plant-based cheeses is incredibly important. So we are in our efforts to move away from the use of tropical ingredients such as cashews and coconut milk and focus more towards Canadian grown crop solutions such as uh, lupini, which we are fortunate to be utilizing in our in our efforts through another PIP project uh, related to the Lupin platform out of Alberta. Um, we seek to be doing groundbreaking research with respect to how we deploy these Canadian ingredients, uh, lupini, oats, buckwheat, legumes, pulses, um, and in relation to our techniques and methods, specifically around culturing and using our cheese-making methodologies that we've been evolving over the past five years. Uh, Lumi Foods' current brand is uh, Blue Heron, our, which was our, our origin story, um, is currently available in Save On Foods' deli section. And we're grateful that Save On Foods has been a participant in this consortium, having the foresight to identify that, that the deli section also needs to have room for plant-based cheeses in this country. Uh, so we're particularly excited to uh, expand on this relationship and working with innovative partners such as Wine Crush Technology. Uh, the, as we like to say over here at Lumi Foods, the future is plant-based. So we look forward to continuing to innovate. That was Karen McCarthy, CEO and co-founder of Lumi Foods. Kirk Moyer is CEO of Wine Crush Technology. First, let me begin by 
expressing our sincere thanks to Bill and Protein Industries Canada for their invaluable support. We are thrilled to be working with Karen, the Lumi Foods team, and our consortium partners really to produce the next generation of food. Winecrush is on a mission to transform agricultural side streams, starting with winemaking derivative into high-performance food ingredients. We partner with innovative food producers like Lumi on a global basis to close critical gaps in taste, texture, and nutrition. Our new patent-pending biomechanical process leverages the power of the polyphenols found in our input materials through an ultra-low-cost fermentation process. We are especially pleased to be working with uh, the Faculty of Land and Food Systems at UBC to optimize and enhance the bioavailability of our core polyphenolics. By working together, we have the power to put billions of highly nutritious calories back into the global food chain with no additional agricultural load on our planet. That was Kirk Moyer, CEO of Wine Crush Technology. This week, Protein Industries Canada announced a new project to enhance Canada's plant-based cheese market. The partners have together invested $5.4 million into the project, with Protein Industries Canada investing an additional $5.4 million. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. These will take place online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon has been postponed. New dates will be determined. Keystone Agricultural Producers has moved its 38th annual meeting to a virtual format January 25th and 26th. Visit the CAP website for details. Manitoba Ford Seed is going virtual January 26th and 27th. Visit their website for a list of agenda items and to register. And the Crop Connect Conference scheduled for February in Winnipeg has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, Manitoba Egg Days has been postponed. The organizers are trying to come up with some new dates. I got the latest from General Manager Kristen Phillips. Uh, So we're still working through the regulations, trying to work with Manitoba Public Health and the Keystone Centre to try and find dates, but not knowing what the reopening plan is is making it quite difficult as, um, you know, a a normal show at the Keystone Centre is going to be difficult because we're going to have to um, work with other entities and vendors that are in the facility already. What's kind of the deadline, you know, once a certain time passes, you'll you'll need to cancel? Um, You know, I think that's definitely being talked about right now, obviously, right? The, the announcements on February 1st will definitely um, lead us in a, one direction or the other. Wanted to um, talk a little bit about what's coming up this week. You guys are still going ahead with the uh, 50-50 draw. Tell us about that. Yeah, so our lottery license was to have the draw drawn, um, you know, on Thursday of the show. And so we wanted to still go forward with that. Giving back to the communities where our patrons and exhibitors live is extremely important to our organization. Um, you know, Without rural communities and, and community participation, we don't have a rural Manitoba. So um, we want to make sure that we've increased our 50-50 sales. You can buy them at eggdays.com slash buy 50-50, or you can call us in the office at 204-866-4400. And regardless of what our pot grows to this year, we're still going to give out that $28,000. So 15 communities are receiving a $1,000 grant for their community centers or rinks. 
We have $10,000 going out to agriculture in the classroom, Manitoba. They actually built a virtual Manitoba Egg Days adventure for grade 7 and 8 students. And so we're really excited that that's launching and that more students are going to learn about agriculture in our province. And then $3,000 is going to our scholarships at the University of Manitoba and Assiniboine Community College. Yeah, I talk a little bit more about that egg in the classroom um, project. We had Sue Clayton on earlier this week, but um, you know, how, how great is that to to have them involved here this year? Oh, it's it's just fantastic. You know, it's something that we worked on last year and this year, and it's just exciting to see the project come full circle because you know we can only have so many students attend the live show in person, but the new virtual game will allow students across the entire province and I mean all of Canada really can use this resource to learn about agriculture and how, you know, imports and exports from different countries work and just the whole global perspective of agriculture. Anything else to mention here, Kristen? Or? Uh, you know, just repeating our website there, eggdays.com slash buy 5050. And, you know, give Christine or I a call at the office, 204-866-4400. That was Kristen Phillips, General Manager with Manitoba Egg Days. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. This week, Protein Industries Canada announced a new project that will leverage the combined strengths of Lumi Foods, Wine Crush Technology and Save-On Foods to enhance Canada's plant-based cheese market. Karen McCarthy is CEO and co-founder of Lumi Foods. In our efforts to move away from the use of tropical ingredients such as cashews and coconut milk and focus more towards Canadian-grown crop solutions such as uh, lupini, which we are fortunate to be utilizing in our in our efforts through another PIP project uh, related to the Lupin platform out of Alberta. We seek to be doing groundbreaking research with respect to how we deploy these Canadian ingredients, uh, lupini, oats, buckwheat, legumes, pulses, in relation to our techniques and methods, specifically around culturing and using our cheese-making methodologies that we've been evolving over the past five years. The partners have together invested $5.4 million into the project, with Protein Industries Canada investing an additional $5.4 million. And the seed industry will be taking part in a summit taking place over three weeks in February. Barry Senf is Executive Director of Seeds Canada. There's been so many significant changes that have happened in the grain industry the seed regs need to keep up to that. In the Seed Summit, we're going to hold three three-hour sessions, February 7th, 14th, and 22nd. We're going to have three themes for each of those sessions, keynote speakers and in a panel, discussing what the future of seed development should look like, what the requirements are from the value chain, and again, have a broader discussion as we move forward to uh, make our recommendations to CFIA on what the future of seed development should look like. To register for the event, go to seedsummit.ca. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about the rise in grocery prices. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.